Ben Clarence is a real estate influencer, now finding himself probably one of the most popular people in real estate. Why? Because he works for Deercrit International. Deercrit International provide real estate agents with virtual tours and really cover off on the full portfolio of digital means by which agents can market real estate. Of course, this has spiked in popularity since the coronavirus outbreak, and now with further restrictions around movement looming, virtually showing a property may be the only way for some time. Does it mean you'll sell more property? Well, here, Ben's thoughts on that, as well as a whole range of other subjects. He really is a thought leader around real estate. His exposure to real estate agents around the country and overseas is immense. And so he's really got his finger on the pulse. So I hope you enjoy this podcast with Ben Clarence. This is a fantastic one for real estate agents in particular, because it will give you a great insight as to how to better position yourself in the digital world, which will become all the more relevant as this crisis continues. Welcome to the Property Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. And joining me now is Ben Clarence. Ben, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, mate. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about your history in real estate and what's led you to where you're at now. Dave, I started my career in 2010, uh, 18 years old, fresh out of school. I started Hmm. working um, uh, for a different brand um, uh, and became – I did what I call my real estate apprenticeship. I did four years of marketing, front of house, uh, administration, sales associate. I eventually became an agent. I uh, worked in sales for probably two to three years. Then I worked in the corporate space uh, for a major franchise, um, working with their corporate team uh, as, I guess, a business development manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two years ago, I started doing uh, property marketing and um, property marketing services like your photography, floor plans, digitalizations, virtual tours, all that sort of stuff. And I've been doing that since. Right. Okay. Excellent. And um, so, I, I guess you're you're a man of this moment, then. <laughs> yeah, we're certainly very busy at the moment, uh, especially would, in the virtual tour space. I would have thought you'd all of a sudden the most popular man in real estate. So, uh, so tell us what you're doing with virtual tours. I mean, it, that, I've never heard real estate agents say virtual tours as often in the last seven days. Um, it, it's uh, all of a sudden it's the it's part of every conversation that uh, agents are having with potential vendors and even those that are on the market is they, they scramble to find a solution to what we now find ourselves in. So um, how are you guys helping out in that way? Yeah, and look, I, I find it exactly the same. Every single conversation I'm having at the moment is I can't run open inspections. What do I do? I need virtual tours right now. Um, so to give you an idea of what we do, um, so we're a, a high-quality property marketing supplier. Uh, our clients um, uh, are bringing us on to uh, find a point of difference in the market from your standard real estate marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, what we look at is a focus on quality over quantity, mm-hmm. uh, and that's across everything we do. Uh, one of those uh, products that we sell is, of course, uh, virtual tours. Uh, but one that's been really, really popular as well is called our Furnish Tool, mm-hmm. which is actually uh, your floor plan reimagined to allow a buyer to physically move into the home with their own furniture as well. Hmm. So if you can't get to the home with a tape measure, um, 
and, and, and measure up the lounge room to see if your couch will fit or the agent's favourite, you know, um, does my fridge fit? <laughs> Had it this morning. The tape measure was out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, the agent's favourite, you know, will my fridge fit? We, we have a tool for that um, yeah. that will actually allow your buyer to, to physically measure up a home without even stepping foot in the house. So if you combine all our tools together, um, you know, you have a complete virtual uh, home inspection. They can also renovate the home using our tools. They can do a quick kitchen reno and see what it looks like if the bench tops a different material, the walls a different colour. Mm. That can be the whole house, any room in the house, the exterior. Um, so uh, a long-winded answer to your question of what do we do, mate, we, we are in the prime seat uh, to assist agents uh, preparing uh, for what could be, you know, a lockdown or at least a long extended period of not being able to show 30 groups through a home on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, I mean, is this something anyone in the world can access? Or is it Australia-specific? No, actually, uh, so Deacon started in Sweden. Uh, okay. We started doing, we just started with floor plans. Right. Um, so we, we're actually the world's largest supplier of real estate content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we process something like 3 million photos a year. Uh, we've got about, yeah, we, we work with about 2,000 brands globally. We're in Australia, the US, New Zealand, Sweden, Denmark. Um, I can't remember all the countries. Yeah. My head. So, but, uh, but, but we are a global company. Mm-hmm. And and so um, when when did when did it click for you? Because you you've been on the edge of this for some time, and and I would say an early adopter of, of this type of marketing. And when did it click for you that virtual tours, this uh, this new way of showing property, was not only that the, the buyers had an appetite for it, but it was a highly effective tool and something that agents should be adopting. Oh. I've got to be honest with you, Dave, I think like most agents, I've sort of been on the precipice of, you know, look, this is coming, this is going to be it, but we haven't quite got there yet for, for maybe two years. Um, but it's interesting how one one event like coronavirus can suddenly hit the reset switch on the entire industry overnight. Everybody's starting from zero. Everybody's starting from scratch in terms of what their marketing is going to look like. Mm-hmm. The entire industry's hit the reset button. The the differential between agencies now will be who was ready for it and who's now scrambling to catch up. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that if 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 the, in the last year um, we've seen massive growth in in agents taking up this technology, this is now like this this is now the exam that agents are sitting. Have you been prepared? Have you been ready? Have you been positioning yourself? Um, for, for an event like this um, or have you been taking your agency in this direction because now uh, now you don't have a choice. Yeah. You actually don't have a choice in whether you go virtual or not. Okay. So for those agents that are already set up, what, 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 well, off the top of your head, what proportion of agents do you think were ready and already were running virtual tours on most of their listings or already had great photography, already had video? Is that what, what, Where would you peg that figure in your experience and exposure to the market? Um, how many? Not enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would say not enough. Look, um, Deercrit has uh, quite a number of customers already that, that we've partnered with. So we don't see ourselves as a, a just a straightforward supplier. We look at things as a strategic partnership point of view. Yeah. Now, that's, that's a big change for agents. 
Um, and so we found that, that your high-end agencies have been the ones to typically take this up quickly because they've understood the value of, well, we don't just sell property with photos and floor plans anymore. Mm. That's not the way forward. They were already thinking about that. Mm. Um, so, But I, I would say every agent has at some point in their career tried something like this. Um, how many of them have stuck to it? Hard to say. There's a lot of different suppliers of different types of virtual technology. Yes. Um, I don't have numbers around that, but I would yep. say every agent is aware of it and has probably tried it. So there's a lot of agents that have dabbled with it but haven't made it the, the golden rule uh, as they would perhaps professional photography or, or uh, one of those pillars or, or something that they consider to be a, a, a pillar. But now that for those people that are scrambling, so let's say that it's probably um, a, a less than 10% that have been doing it religiously, um, certainly less than 20% so that, are, that have been doing it religiously. Now there's, now there's, a, now there's a scramble um, for agents to uh, get these virtual tours in place and, and to make it um, a, a, an ongoing part of their marketing campaign, how quickly do, can they get set up? Is it a days, weeks, months thing for those Look, guys? I would say it's, yeah, I would say um, from a technology and, and process point of view, it might be 24 hours to get them physically set up. But I would say from a mentality point of view, it's going to take a lot longer. Okay, so um, so now the knee-jerk reaction to get them done, it's really practical, but you're saying, like, in the long term, you know, will these guys keep keep doing it? Oh, correct. Yeah, correct. yeah. Well, I mean, what, what a wonderful thing to be able to offer people just in the event that you do hit coronavirus um, or, uh, you know, the, the property's vacant and, and perhaps you, you, you won't be able to keep it vacant because you'll need to, you know, all of a sudden use it for your own emergency accommodation at some point so let's let's get it done now or, or, you know there's a, a range of applications to why it makes sense into the future isn't there well absolutely but you know what's funny is uh, we've been talking as a team about this change and what's coming and what agents need to do and the experience in New Zealand has been a bit of a funny one where the agents who are really adapting to this well we're finding have an approach that's a, a weird mix between old school real estate which is your buyer management um, on the phone to servicing buyers constantly, you know, every one of them by name, you know, all about their family. Um, you know, your database might not be 2,000 contacts. It might be only 200 contacts, but yeah. you know them all really, really well. Yeah. And it's a mixture of that and this new school thinking of I need to do everything virtually because I can't physically show people property. So one of the interesting techniques of sales that sort of made a bit of a resurgence is the old caravanning technique. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you might load up three or four, maybe even five properties that you know this buyer might be interested in, um, and you're going to do a virtual tour of each one of those and show them through five homes in a day. Yeah. Um, that's, that's made a sudden resurgence, and that's having some really good success. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I, I was just talking earlier on in, in the day to John Buckley, um, an agent from Queen Bianne in Canberra, and uh, he grew up in the Gemman system. And his default was, hey, it's just back to that, just qualifying buyers, <laughs> spending more time with them, finding everything out. He's the best seat possible, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's well prepared, has been. He's, he's an original old school prepper. So, um, but, so, so we're already seeing just in the last week or two some some dramatic changes in the behaviour of real estate agents. Oh, absolutely. What else um, are you seeing changing? Look, the good news is no more 
your time spent traveling to meetings, attending pointless meetings, um, but you still need to be able to communicate effectively. Mm. Um, there's some things that haven't changed, like I said before. You know, some real estate agents are treating this as a holiday. Um, you know, and, and the response from um, leaders in the industry are saying, look, treat this like you would Easter or Christmas. Mm. We know that over that Easter, Christmas, New Year periods, that the agents that grow their market shares are the ones who work through that period and they treat it like any other week. Mm. The difference is, is that their competitor is asleep at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think if agents are going to take it as a holiday, take it as a holiday, but don't uh, don't just, uh, you know, kind of kick back and not do those essentials. Um, for from me, from my perspective, uh, where if I'm having appointments cancelled or show, which has happened a few times this week, where people for natural reasons have decided it was better just to stay indoors, um, and uh, and that's completely fine, but... We've, that, that has made holes in my schedule, but I filled those holes with conversations like these. We've released some extra podcasts. We've done a, a few extra newsletters direct to our uh, mail out list, you know, because those people want to keep in contact with what's going on. We've got the time to create the content to keep them informed. So uh, we're lending greater value to them and, and, uh, and a greater emphasis on, our, uh, on social media and getting valuable content out there to people. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the slickest production in the world or anything at this stage, People forgive you if it's a little bit rustic and not so polished, but because they, they, they're after a familiar face, and ultimately on the other side of this, I would hope that there might be a few extra people out there that recognise me as being somebody that they trust enough to um, let me sell their home because of my behaviour during this period. And that's really my suggestion to anybody: if you if you're going to take a holiday, take a holiday, but don't just kind of use it as an excuse not to do as much at work because. Uh, there's a lag time associated with that and in 90 days time even if the market does recover you're going to have nothing to do as well oh absolutely and 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 one of the one of the learnings is that agents are no longer able to just focus their attention to to listing opportunities you know Mm. they need to focus on selling opportunities as well Mm. Um, and for exactly the same reasons you said, um, you know, they agents need to be not taking this as a as a holiday. People are still out there. They they're saying it themselves. People are still out there looking to buy, looking to transact real estate, and they will remember the agent that overserviced them. Uh, when there was a lockdown on, when they couldn't get into a home, the agent that made sure they took the time and the effort to make sure they could see a property. You may not sell homes during the lockdown. You know, you may not be able to do contracts if people can't even leave their homes, but you will be able to to get buyers to progress through the buying process still so that when it's all done, and it will end, when it's all done, they're ready and in a position to sign a contract. Mm. Um, And your pipeline's full. Your pipeline's full at that point. You're ready to go. You've got momentum. Correct. And that's that's that old school style of real estate right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and are there any other experiences from across the pond that you think we can learn from? Yeah, look, I would say um, uh, the guys are noticing that um, all of a sudden time management is really critical. Mm-hmm. You can't you, with with open inspections bans. You can't show thirty groups through ten homes privately. Yeah, you just don't. You don't have time for that. It's That's not correct. possible yeah. to do three hundred show throughs. Mm. Um, you know, what agents are finding is that suddenly they need to, more importantly than ever, 
pre-qualified buyers digitally online. Mm. Now, whether that's through attending a virtual tour or a virtual inspection, maybe a Facebook Live walkthrough of a home, doesn't matter what it is, mm. but you need to ensure that if you're going to spend the time and your vendor's time doing countless private inspections, that each one of them is going to result in a step closer to a contract. Mm. The other side of that is that at an open inspection, they can gauge competition on a home, yep. but they can't at a private inspection. Um, they might be able to see that you've got 30 or 40 or even 50 groups interested in several properties if you run a caravan online with a, a public web inspection, mm. um, but at a private inspection, there's no one else out there. Mm. So you need, to, you need to change your language and, and hone your buyer uh, management skills um, in order to sell effectively and properly service your client to get the best dollar because the game has changed for buyers as much as it has for agents. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly right. And I think um, for, for too long, especially in high-demand marketplaces closer to, to capital cities, though, uh, agents have been able to rely on competition um, as a negotiation tool. And um, and so now that language it does have to be somewhat different, but also think like buyers are also understanding that they're the only ones there for a reason, not because nobody else wants it, but because that's the only way that we can show them the home. And so you know, once again, there's still buyers always have in the back of their mind as soon as they see a property, hmm, I wonder who else might like it as much as we do. Maybe we better act sooner rather than later, especially if they love it. So you know, I think agents do have to be really cognizant of that and develop their language uh, around those scenarios. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're bang on there. Um, at creating that sense of urgency, creating a sense of competition, you need to find new ways of doing that. Um, that's why I think the caravan method might work because mm -hmm. if you can show that there are lots and lots of people, even though they might not say which one they're interested in, if you've got five different homes, it looks busy. Yeah. Um, that's just one method. The other, the other change of behaviour we've seen as well is 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 where marketing dollars are spent. Um, you know, brochures, you don't need them. You don't, yeah. need 50, you don't need 50, 100, 200 glossy brochures for – you're not going to do 12 private inspections. You might only do five. Well, and, and I made the point today that it's a health risk now. We know that the, it, it, the virus does uh, survive on cardboard for quite a long period of time, for, for some, in some cases hours. And so we're, we're banning them. You know, why, why put the risk there? Correct. And digital brochures have existed for a long time. Um, you know, uh, Lee Woodward's uh, web books are a really great um, product that you can use. They're relati relatively inexpensive. Um, it's really engaging. All our tools work with uh, the web books as well. Mm -hmm. um, Lee's built a really good tool there for use as a digital brochure. You've also got signboards. You don't need them. No. Uh, because people aren't out driving around. If you're putting up a signboard, the only person who's going to see it is the neighbour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's probably you know in the average campaign, um, if you're if you're doing uh, brochures and signboards, there's a thousand bucks almost saved straight away, depending on your suppliers. Yeah. Um, so, so this is also an opportunity for you to review your own marketing and go, well, hang on, where can we save our clients some money? Uh, where can we improve our own cash flow because we're not having to pay invoices from all these suppliers? Um, agents should be looking at this at all angles for their business, going, here's a really great opportunity to really change and modernise our real estate operations. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a, it does very much present and uh, as that. And the more I talk to agents, the more they've been surprised about how well their business is running when they're not in the office. Oh, absolutely, yeah. How, how many people are discovering that that meeting could have been an email? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> it's um yeah, and and really, I mean, offices have become that place where you know well, okay, people talk about culture and but it, it's it's a social it's a social club. It's a it's a it's a kindergarten for adults and um and it, it's just a place for people to come together ultimately and and of course we we have those third spaces elsewhere and we and we have a habit of being able to discover them as well uh, so when where, where do you see things you're, you're right there in the digital landscape do you see a time where bricks and mortar main street real estate businesses are less relevant or have they been increasingly irrelevant or less relevant over a long period of time <laughs> that's a huge question yeah <laughs> i knew you'd have some thoughts on it <laughs> The game's changing, absolutely. I think that your traditional uh, real estate business, um, I don't think it's necessarily under threat, but I think it has the opportunity to evolve. I would say that, um, you know, there are there are real estate business models out there that are a lot more work from home style um, as, you, as your day to day. Uh, those guys are having really great success and, and some massive growth. Um, you still have your traditional franchise model, which is still strong and, and in some cases growing. Um, but I know that there are franchise models that are struggling um, and, and not able to attract new talent. So uh, in answer to your question, it's a very, very big one. I know that in the short term, we're going to probably see between three and six months of um, restrictions on how we run our businesses. I think that we will see um, you know, new products and services be developed. We will see some of the major groups um, and real estate models change and develop and, and, and bring on new offerings to remain competitive. And we will see those that will die off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have an answer to is bricks and mortar the way of the future. Um, maybe, maybe it will change, maybe not. Who knows? I think that, um, you know, perhaps uh, as a result of this, uh, commercial rents might come down. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm firmly of that view. I think this is a tragedy for commercial real estate. A hundred percent. And if you see, you know, cost of rent come down significantly, well, the, the cost to benefit um, analysis changes significantly. Mm. Um, if we didn't have the restriction on how we operated our business, I guess, um, uh, I, I think if things had continued as they were, we would have seen a gradual decline in the number of physical offices um, in some areas. I don't know that it's uh, – but, but it's, it's, it's too hard, I guess, to answer. It's too speculative, I, I think. Uh, I just wonder how many people wondered about it who are now experiencing it, thinking, what was I, what was I worried about? Or, or, or there might be those people as well that say, you know, I yearn for that human contact and I really enjoy being at the office and and uh, the hum of the photocopier and all of that type of thing. I, I don't know. But I, my, generally speaking, you're talking to agents, a lot of people are finding it really refreshing, not feeling like they have to go to the office. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and real estate um, agents have typically had that freedom to choose to be in the office or be in the be at home. Um, you know, they, they could typically vote with their feet, I guess, and, and spend a healthy amount of time at both. Um, I look forward to seeing what actually happens next. Yeah, me too. I think that's going to... I 
think that's going to be really exciting. Mm. But I think that if, if commercial leases and rents were to fall dramatically as a result, then maybe no Makes change. sense. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. The, it's a, it, it, in much the same way as the paper, you know, many years ago got really prohibitively expensive and just uh, at about that time the internet was really super cheap and that's where the attention turned to. And um, so uh, all of a sudden pricing on the paper got regulated by the popularity of the internet. So th this push-pull is going to probably continue for some time. Um, in, in, in crystal balling, just a, just a little bit longer, um, do you uh, – and, and I guess you get a, a great opportunity to speak to agents, not just across the country but uh, overseas as well. Are there any trends that uh, were emerging before that you feel will be accelerated by what's happened? Look, digitisation of, of real estate, absolutely. Um, that's one that's been in existence for a while and this has just put a shot of adrenaline in the arm of it. Mm -hmm. um, and by digitalization, I mean things like, um, you know, obviously your virtual tours and virtual inspections, but, you know, REA um, have released uh, the video tour uh, product, you know. Um, mm. Now, I would say it's not a great product. Yeah. Um, ha having seen it, I think that um, uh, quality is a big concern of mine about that. Yeah. Um, there's no guidelines, restrictions, rules, even advice. There's just nothing out there to help agents, yeah. which which leaves them to sort of do whatever. Mm. Now, <laughs> we know that there will be some who will try um, and just do it do it themselves and mm. they might have some success. And in some cases, it could do some serious brand damage. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, there will be others who will look at it as a great opportunity to, um, you know, bring on board professional suppliers um, and, and, and professionalise the, the video walkthrough tour. Um, I think that is a massive sign um, of, of where REA thinks things are going. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're responding to something like this with a product uh, like that. Mm. Um, interestingly, on the other hand, Domain have uh, come out with not new products but massive savings on their products. Yes. Um, cost reductions or, or cost eliminations altogether. Yes. Um, so interestingly, they don't think things will change as much. Mm. Um, so their idea of support for the industry is to cut costs. Yeah. Um, two very different approaches from the behemoths of, of the industry. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, I don't know if that's a philosophical one or just simply put, Rhea already had the product pretty much ready to go and so it's pretty easy for them to hastily dust it off the shelf. It doesn't look like a complete product to me. It looks like something that was probably three quarters baked and they've just chucked it out there. But, uh, you know, to, to meet the demand perhaps and maybe demand just wasn't there. Yeah, it's hard to say without the view in, isn't it? Um, mm. Interesting to see what uh, what your traditional media, um, your newspaper, uh, what their response will be, mm. what we'll see uh, brochure and signboard suppliers do. I know that um, photography and digital, digital uh, visualisation suppliers like ourselves, we're, we're looking at everything. We're trying to find new products every minute. We're redoing the way we do our products currently. Um, we're responding really, really quickly. Um, so it, different parts of the market um, in terms of crystal balling, really interesting to see what, what's happening right now as a, as a glimpse of the future. But again, really broad question, hard to answer. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you plenty of room there. Um, <laughs> interest you thought you'd brought on stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, mate, I, I certainly appreciate your insights and thoughts. It's always interesting to hear. And, mate, the, uh, I think that the, the time and 
Chauncey Cump will certainly be challenging for some, but those that will f- fare better will be those that make adjustments sooner if they haven't already. And, um, and, and for those that have already kind of positioned themselves and just happen to be in the right spot right now to turbocharge their business in the other ways that they haven't done already. And uh, I, I think there's tremendous opportunity, as you've already alluded to. If people are scrambling right now to get their digital game up and to make sure that they are in a better, stronger position to help their vendors sell in this this changed market, how can they reach out to you and your team for assistance? Perhaps they can have a, a chat with you. How, how does that work? How, how can they reach out? Yep, so uh, we're really prioritising fast responses to inquiries. So uh, the best way to get the fastest response from the right person would just be simply visit the Diacrit website. That's D-I-A-K-R-I-T.com. Uh, put in a, an inquiry online. That'll get put through straight to the correct uh, state manager who will get straight on the phone to you. Um, on the website, we've also got uh, examples of all our products, uh, all the different features of those products and examples you can play around with. Uh, so you can do your research before we call in. Um, that would be uh, the quickest way. And like I said before, we can have an account up and running within 24 hours. Incredible. Um, We've, we've, we've foreseen this, this rush, I guess, of inquiry, so we've pre-built out accounts uh, with everything they need to get started, um, and uh, it's just a matter of reach out, let us know you're interested, and we'll have you up and running really soon. Fantastic, mate. So regardless of where you might be around the world, if you guys want to get your business ready for the times to come, and if you want to keep selling property uh, during times of restriction um, and prohibition around movement, then without doubt, best thing you can do is uh, get on board and make sure that you've got that suite of products to be able to discuss with your clients who I'm sure right now are looking for solutions and hear some awesome digital solutions, not just for now, but stuff that you can integrate in your business to help it grow into the future. Thanks so much for having me, David. Great. Thanks so much, Ben. I really appreciate it. The Property Pulse podcast is designed for anybody who's dealing in real estate, whether you're buying or selling, expanding upon your portfolio, or perhaps you're a real estate agent and you're just looking for helpful hints and tips that will accelerate your success in real estate. Well, I hope you found a home on the podcast. And if you have, please subscribe to stay tuned to all new episodes as they become available. 